Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. I'm extremely proud of what we've accomplished, but not in any way satisfied or going to get complacent with where we're at. Build this roster with as many good players as we can. That's my number one job. Obviously, I'm going to have to be creative with the cap. Mike Danger. But I don't expect things to be that drastically different in 2024 for this team. I think it's going to be more of the same. Gene Bataglia. Listen, we are built here for the long term. We don't need anything. We just need a tweak here or there and everything is going to be just just fine. We we are going to get this done. Okay. Doc Rivers is the coach of the Milwaukee Bucks and my heart breaks for Wisconsin fans everywhere. You know, and hopefully we can win a championship. The Doc clock is definitely going to go in full effect. You're showing that you're now the Dallas Cowboys of the NBA. Doc doesn't even make it to the All-Star break as a TV analyst. Oh, who cares? Baseball Hall of Fame voting was announced. Three players set to be enshrined this year. Adrian Beltre, Joe Maurer, and Todd Helen all get the call. 4-2. Ducks win it. Buffalo right back at it tomorrow night against the Los Angeles Kings. 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. You know, Gino, wins may not be a quarterback stat, but winning is the minimum, albeit high at standard. Quarterback wins? Quarterback wins are everything. Not a quarterback stat, but they're everything. We welcome you into the sports bar. It's Danger and Bataglia. We're glad you're with us at 95.7 FM, AM 950, listening in the free-to-download Odyssey app on your smart device. If you're asking it to play 95.7 The Fan, we've even got our video stream up for you, our YouTube channel, at The Fan Rochester, and streaming on Twitch as well, at The Fan Rochester. I'm Mike Danger. That's Gene Bataglia. We left yesterday, and there was one... Uh, quote from one of our guests that kind of reg- resonated with me and it rattled around in my brain. And, and I love our conversations with Matt Perino during Bill's season because I think he stimulates us and we stimulate him in terms of the questions we ask and the conversation that we have. And that was yesterday. I think we showed a couple of things to Perino, asked Perino a couple of things that maybe opened his eyes. And th- these are going to be your off-season kind of talking points, the things that we're going to be asking throughout the course of the off-season about the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, and I mean, the one we brought up to Perino, and you picked up on Brandon Bean going, saying Steph Diggs is a number one receiver. And like, okay, are you doing that to increase his value a little bit? Um, this is not to be sensational. It's just to be informative. Like, don't be surprised if there is a move where number 14 isn't on the team next year, whether that's a trade, whether that's a release, like with with a team like the Buffalo Bills, that is so in deep uh, with the salary cap right now. And that would make it even a little worse technically, but two years from now, it will really improve it. Diggs is on the books until 2027. So like at what point does this end? It's a conversation worth having. So that was one thing, but then, Perino kind of hit us back a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to go back to something he said about Josh Allen. We'll do that here in a second. First, 
Uh, let's set the table for you here in the sports bar. Let you know what's ahead for the next three great hours of fantastic sports talk in the Flower City. The DNC, Sal Mayorana, will be joining us at 425. So who better, right? Like We have read Sal since the Super Bowl days, and here we are. And this isn't even at the Super Bowl. Like, where, Has this group reached a plateau? I think Bills fans want to know the what is next. Selmay Rana will get his thoughts coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. PJ Glasser gets us winners for Championship Sunday. He is the host of BetQL's Send It In, an Odyssey Sports betting insider. He stops by the sports bar at 325. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. We didn't have PJ on last week, but I was able to monitor his show, Send It In. And yes, he picked the Chiefs to win. So did I. I'm not saying like nobody cares. I was right. Now he's but. in the Baltimore area, and I was on his show on Sunday. His BetQL show on Sunday. They do a live show from uh, the sport, the Bet MGM Sportsbook there, just outside of DC. And I asked him, "Hey, if you're a Ravens fan, who would you rather see in the AFC Championship game?" He didn't even hesitate. He said, "Chiefs. We'd want to see the Chiefs." Be careful what you wish for, because I have a feeling points are going to be at a premium in this game. It's not going to be an easy game for either team. And just given the experience and the caginess of Patrick Mahomes. Back up. <laughs> and we said this too, right? We were looking all oh, Bill Steelers. I'm going to get by the Steelers. Who do you want in the second round? Chiefs, Texans, or Browns? We want oh, the Chiefs. We want the Chiefs. Yeah. The Browns are physical. Yes. And uh, what about the Houston quarterback? Come on, come on, right. Give me the Chiefs. Be careful what yeah. you wish for. Be careful what you wish for. So we'll get into that with PJ, the host of BeckQL's Send It In. He stops by the sports bar here in about 20 minutes. Now, you can pull up a stool and join us anytime. We are nothing without you, our regulars, people that tweet at us at the fan Rochester on X, people that call into the show at 866-4FAN, 585-866-4326. Like I said, we can't do it without you. You make us better. So feel free to pull up a stool and join us here in the sports bar. Listen, this is what my expectations should be. Anybody that writes in or calls in, there's an angle that we haven't discussed, an angle that we're missing. This is rattling around in your head. Help us out. You're helping the Bills community here. Uh, And our listeners, when you have a take, doesn't do you much good to hold on to that take. So that's kind of what we're looking for in terms of interaction. So yesterday we had Matt Perino on from the Syracuse Post Standard. And Matt Perino uh, made some comments after the game on specifically Josh Allen that that caught the attention of a lot of Bills fans. This was Matt yesterday in the sports bar. Something that a lot of Bills fans have pushed back on me with over the last couple of days with my comments about Josh Allen after the game, I, I think it was a failure to understand my point more than anything. Like Josh Allen to me in that game is the last person that should get blamed for the loss. Right. But if we separate that part of it, right, of course, Josh was the best player arguably on the field that day. But what happened at the end of the day, he lost the game. And when we talk about elite players, like the best players in sports, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. We talk about them elevating their teams in the biggest moments. Now, I want to go back to what I said at the very beginning of the show. Wins might not be a quarterback stat, but winning is the minimum, albeit high, standard. Quarterback wins are everything. Everything. And Josh Allen had three opportunities late in that game 
to win that game. Playing not to lose. He win that game. Now, so many will look at Allen's body of work, his highlights, his arm strength, and they'll believe that he deserves to be mentioned in the same breath as actual elite quarterbacks. Being deserving goes hand-in-hand with our rolling narrative on a a player's legacy. We may end up looking at Josh Allen in retrospect the way we lament that a Warren Moon or a Phillip Rivers is underrated. It's highly inconvenient that Josh Allen is a top-three quarterback in the Patrick Mahomes era. But it isn't rare. We've seen this before. Brady, Manning, Roethlisberger, Young, Favre, Aikman, Marino, Kelly, Elway, So just to kind of expand a little bit on what we talked about with Perino yesterday, Allen doesn't need to shoulder all of the blame for the Bills' inability to get by the Chiefs, but let's stop with the notion that he was good enough to beat the best. 4.8 yards per attempt isn't going to be good enough to beat Mahomes. Yeah, but Diggs and and Sherfield dropped those passes. That's football overcome something on the field. Mahomes overcame losing his best receiver and he won a Super Bowl without him. He received his receivers this season dropped so many passes over the course of the year. It was all we heard about from Kansas City. The Bills defense beat to hell. Gave Allen three cracks in the fourth quarter to go get it. Win the game at home. And he couldn't do it. Now, he's still young, his legacy is still undefined, and maybe in the next 10 years, we have a better idea. Right now, we were talking comps yesterday, Gina. Right now, he's Detroit Lions' Matthew Stafford, or the aforementioned Phillip Rivers. He can win you a lot of regular season games. He can put up some really decent numbers. Now, speaking more broadly, if you wanted to still the loss on Sunday down, simply put, the, the Bills just aren't as good. Allen's great. He's not Mahomes. McDermott's a good coach. He's not Andy Reid. Is there anyone on Buffalo's defense better than Chris Jones? There isn't. Do they have a corner on the same level as Trent McDuffie or Legereus Sneed? It's not even close. Hell, Tyler Bass isn't as good as Harrison Butker. He had a 47-yarder into the wind on Sunday, and Bass hooks it wide right with the wind at his back. The Bills may have some advantages over their rival. And again, Josh Allen isn't the main reason why the Bills lost, but he didn't go out there and win the game for his team either, and that is his job. That's why you tie up as much of your cap as you do in a quarterback. He's not there to not lose the game. He's there to be a killer. Go win the game. He had three shots on his home turf, and he failed. I love that Perino brought it up. I hate that he got slack for it. He deserves all the criticism that you want to throw at him. He couldn't get it done when you needed him to get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Dane. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. A lot of thoughts. It was here, rattling man. around in my brain here. Can when I, you yeah. said that, I just my I started just like, yeah, he's right. And not only is he right, here's all the other things that nobody's talking about. I think you have more passion than the majority of the Bills fan base. I'm sorry. Oh, he, that's here, the worst. He, here's a, no, that's here, the worst here's, thing to say. Here is my observation. Okay. 13 seconds. Outrage. Outrage. I just say the number and probably it still upsets you. Last year, 
hey, maybe we don't want to play off the ball so much against the Bengals. Ten points. What was going on with the offense? Lost to the Bengals at home. Outrage. This year, it's the equivalent of the shrugging shoulders emoji. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Is there, that is this the standard now? Just be happy that yeah. you have a team that entertained you? Yes. This is, I mean, look, it starts with the ultimate decision maker. It starts with Terry Pagula. Is he holding Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott accountable to a higher standard? My guess is he's holding him to this standard. Everybody's happy. The Bills are making money. Get to host a couple of playoff games. Stadium on the horizon. You've got your franchise quarterback. What's not to love? I, I'm more passionate about it because I expect more out of my teams. I expect them to be in, in the conversation for the Super Bowl. And I don't want just lip service. And that's what we got yesterday. We got nothing but the same beats from Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott. And I think we're going to get nothing but the same results with these two guys running the show. Well, You'll get a new special teams coordinator. You'll get something along those lines. Maybe you'll get a new linebacker coach when Babbage leaves. I And I hate that that the fan base has become apathetic. I hate that. I, don't become apathetic. Don't become apathetic. You have every right. With that guy as your quarterback, look around the league and think about teams that wish they had a quarterback that is, is secure, is Josh Allen. He's he's secure, right? You're secure in the fact that you've got your guy. He he might not be anything more than Detroit Matthew Stafford or Phillip Rivers, but you have him. Some teams will, will spend the next 20 years trying to get that right, and they can't get it right. Well, that's a frustrating part here, and that's why I want to push back on you a lot for that Josh Allen, but I go back to what we are talking about in training camp. For all the talk about, hey, corner two or middle linebacker, who's going to be the... It's 17. Make the right decisions. It's the, can you live up to your ability? And the ability and the expectation is, he should be the MVP. He should be the MVP. And I said something yesterday, and you flicked it away like a bug, Danger, and it was like, well, (laughs) why is it crazy to bring up that this team... Should be the number one seed. Yeah. Win the division, but that's not enough. And that was also a factor here, is that you can kind of control things. You get a bye, and then in the divisional round, you get a lesser opponent. See the Houston Texans. There's a big, big gap there between Kansas City and I flicked it off because I don't think it's ever going to happen. It should, though. It should absolutely be the expectation. That should be the expectation. Winning the division, whoopee. Yes, yes. No. Yes. No, I, I agree with you. That is should be people should be outraged. And how do you lose the number one seed? Well, when you fart around in New England or the Jets, or you put twelve men on the field against Denver. Wait, 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 sure, it's about first and ten, second and ten, third and nine, whatever it was. It's also about everything that kind of led up to that Kansas City game. You you could have saved the Chiefs for maybe you could have put yourself in a better position to get to the AFC Championship game. The two seed, it's not it. You got to be the one seed. That's the easiest path. See Baltimore, see San Francisco, win one game and you're in the championship game. Yeah, that should be the expectation. Secondly, I want to point this out, Danger, is that Josh Allen win the game. When I was at that game, it was like the, the, the Chiefs-Eagles Super Bowl, meaning when Bradbury 
at the defensive hold. Oh my gosh, you, you do the math. Over. Yeah. You know it's over. As soon as they didn't get third and nine. <gasps> even if they kick the field even goal. Even they kick the matter. field goal, it doesn't matter. I'm just wondering around that. So, so anybody that's on Tyler Bass, okay, sure, make the kick. That's your job. You would have lost the game anyways. You would have lost the game anyways. So what does Josh Allen need to do? Just somehow sharpen up. And are you truly all in next year to the point where you're going to do some things outside your comfort zone, meaning develop a little bit of an a-hole streak when it comes to free agency in the draft, go on some show and say, we need to improve in these areas, but Josh doesn't, he's not comfortable doing that. The way I describe it is be madable, be madable, be pissed off for greatness, be, be upset, be pissed off for greatness, not mopey, not down, because what we heard from Josh over the course of the season after a disappointing loss was got to be better. It's just, again, the same thing. And I don't blame him. He's saying the same thing. He's parroting the same things that he come from his head coach and come from his general manager when they ultimately fail. Well, we're going to be better. We're going to learn from this. We're going to improve. We're going to, oh, we got a lot of work in front of us, but this makes us, you know, in the long term, be madable, be pissed off for greatness. You're not the kid anymore, too. That's right. Like, understand that you're going to be 28. The majority of the team now is going to be younger than you. They're going to look to you. And that's why if we're having the digs debate. You really want to make Josh Allen the leader? He's got to go. Diggs has to go. If, if you want Josh to truly be the alpha of that offense, Diggs is... Right now, Diggs is still the alpha. Diggs is still the guy that's feeding the juice to all the guys. Diggs is still the guy. And every, not, not too cryptic for my liking, but he's the guy that's going to you know talk out. And the other, he's going to challenge McDermott behind closed doors. I don't need Josh Allen going in and ranting and raving against McDermott. I just need him getting in his teammates' face and everybody else. And, and be madable. Be madable, yeah. Be madable. And, and th- look, this is an indictment on Diggs. I think Diggs is a spectacular player. Uh, I think that he's probably now at this stage of his career, a top 20 wide receiver in the NFL, but he's not what he was just going into this last season. So if you're going to do it, if you're going to move on, now's the time. Now is the time. If he sticks around again, it'll be more of the same. It'll be Diggs will say the right things and will be a good soldier and a good teammate. And nobody will say anything negative about Diggs publicly, but you have to wonder when you hear Perino say things like, yeah, you know, Diggs and Allen on the field, they're really chummy, chummy, but they really don't talk to each other in the locker room. They really, and they're really not around each other that much off the field. I'm fine with that. Ah, different than what we heard when they first started working together. When they first started working together, building their rap, building their chemistry, oh, playing video games or whatever it they was were, together, yeah. they were, they were building that they were building that chemistry. Why does that change? Why should that change? You know, if you're if you're Peyton Manning, you want to rap with Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison through the course of okay, their career. So this is more an Allen thing because great ones would bring everybody down to Florida or wherever for off-season workouts that are kind of off the books. But you know what? We need work. We got to put the work in. I want to see it. I want to see it because uh, th- everything is there. Everything that you want in a elite quarterback is there. It's just that last level, win some games, win something, overcome the adversities, make those around you. You've made those around you better. Not enough. 
Need to even need to will even more out of that guy. Uh, and and yeah, I think off the field, be a little pissed off for greatness. Be upset when you know. Be pissed off when it doesn't go the way you want it to go. On the field, off the field, whatever. No more mopey Josh after post games. No more. No more. Oh well, you know. Yeah, we got to be better. I got to be better. No, be pissed off for greatness. That's what I want to see out of uh, an alpha male. The guy that's supposedly the the dog. He's got that dog in him. All right. Well, here's the other part of the problem. I I hear what you're saying. Who's that coach that's going to draw him out of it? Sean, like, is Sean McDermott really the guy that is going to? When we talk about coaching, yeah, huh. scheming and everything else, it's also knowing what personality type I'm dealing with. I think that this is, is Sean. Yeah, I, I don't know I if Sean McDermott can kind of bring that out in somebody. Not only that, I don't think he wants to. Because the power struggle right now with the Buffalo Bills is, and the and the big decisions you have to make here this offseason is, are we building this team around the coach, or are we building this team around the quarterback? Well, that's dumb. That, if, if that's what you're saying is true, then McDermott is dumb. Like, like he, should, he should be smart enough to realize, I'm not going anywhere unless that guy gets to the MVP level. Let's see. I'm not saying that that's, that, that's what it appears to me, like up to this point. That they've built a team around their head coach more so than around their quarterback. They have an offseason to show me otherwise. Starts a free agency, starts in the draft. Well, if they go defensive line safety rounds one and two, then you know. Yes. Then you know. Yes. Where have their big investments come from? With the exception of Dicks. Von Miller. Defensive line. First round pass rushers. First round corners that can't see the field. Kincaid was a fine though. Kincaid, Kincaid is nice. Kincaid will be nice. Kincaid will be nice. I want more. You need you need more. So we'll we'll see. They have an off season to show me that what I believe is happening might be wrong. But it appears to my eyes that they've this entire time been building a team around their head coach and his desires versus the quarterback, the most important position, the most important player in the organization, the most powerful player in the organization, be madable, be pissed off. Well, going back to your original, the one point I wanted to take, I think we're at the fork here, meaning because <laughs> you're bringing up names like Warren Moon and Philip Rivers, and I can't say no, it could go down that path, or as many have pointed out, Josh Allen's going to be 28. Peyton Manning didn't get his first till he was 30. Yeah. And Peyton Manning had that same sort of label. As I brought up, John Elway failed and failed and failed again, failed upward. And then finally, well, he got himself, and we think of him as a winner. So it is the sports is the write-your-own-ending book, isn't it? Yep. It's th- This is it. His legacy, like I said, is undefined. It is still to be determined. And he's got, what, another 10 years in front of him at least? But the the comparison for me is he's Matthew Stafford of the Detroit Lions. Matthew Stafford before he left for L.A. Get some wins. Get you a lot of pretty stats. Do everything. And, and you can't complain because you've got your guy. You can't complain. We can't complain about quarterback because we got it. Well, we can't complain. I like the warm moon cop. Yeah. Warm moon came out of nowhere. And those Oiler teams could move up and down the field. And then the postseason. Yep. Uh, all right, we'll get to PJ Glasser next here in the sports bar. He is the host of BetQL's Send It In Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. 
Uh, we'll get his picks and his favorite plays for Championship Sunday. Uh, that's on the way next. You can join us at 866-4326-585-866-4FAN. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Fan Rochester Sports Update. Buffalo Sabres hockey tonight here on The Fan. It's late tonight in Los Angeles. Our coverage will begin at 10.30 here on The Fan Rochester. If you didn't stay up last night, the Sabres fell behind 3-0, end up losing in Anaheim 4-2. The Amherst back on home ice coming up against Utica on Friday. RIT also home Friday against Bentley. The Milwaukee Bucks hired Doc Rivers as their new head coach this after the surprise firing of Adrian Griffin. To football, things quiet at One Bills Drive today with the season-ending press conferences yesterday. Today, the Green Bay Packers letting go defensive coordinator Joe Barry. Syracuse basketball loses for the first time on their home floor this season. The Orange home opener. Uh, the Orange taking on NC State coming up on Saturday. Sports is brought to you by GetMyPerks.com. Save half off at Swain. Gene Battaglia on the sports leader, the fan Rochester. Pull up a stool and join us. 585-866-4FAN. 866-4326. The Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. Joined now by the host of Send It In, Odyssey Sports betting insider PJ Glasser and insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Happy to have PJ on with us so we can talk some championship Sunday football. Really uh, intrigued and interested by the uh, nightcap when, when the Niners host the Lions. And I, I was thinking back over the course of time. I mean, such a historic franchise there, the San Francisco 49ers. They were just in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. You know, Mahomes got the better of them. But it was the quarter. I was struggling with the name of the quarterback for the Niners that, that faithful uh, evening. Uh, and uh, PJ, this is why we bring you on. I mean, you he really... was with the Raiders last year. Once I can't, I'm drawing a blank too. Jimmy Garoppolo, guys. Jimmy G was the quarterback for San Francisco. 
thought maybe we were going to go way back and go with a little Joe Montana as well, but could go with Jimmy or Joe, either one of those guys. Um, you know, it's funny. I don't know what Brock Purdy has to do other than win the whole damn thing, but you get the reports that they wanted Tom Brady to be the quarterback of the 2023 season. There's already talk of what the Niners could do this upcoming offseason as far as upgrading at quarterback. I mean, he wasn't pretty in the divisional round, but they got the W. What are you expecting out of that nightcap between the Lions and the Niners, PJ? Yeah, guys, really interesting game. Um, you know, I, I feel like we talk about a bunch on this show. The toughest thing to do in sports betting is kind of recency bias. And, I mean, San Francisco was the heavy, heavy favorite to come out of the NFC, especially once Dallas lost. And after that performance against Green Bay, I think it's kind of left the sour taste in everybody's mouth. Now Debo is banged up. Purdy didn't look great until the, the final drive. And obviously Detroit is kind of the team that everybody loves right now, especially if you don't have a team left. Everybody kind of wants Detroit to win it at this point. So it's kind of tough, right? I mean, San Francisco is still so talented, and they're still so good against the NFC. Personally, I can't bet this game, though, guys, until we know what's up with Debo. I mean, he's so important to this team. Um, And, you know, when he got hurt, they just it changes their identity so much on offense. So the way that I'm attacking this game is I'm looking at uh, player props. Love Brandon Ayuk because, I mean, guys, think about what the number one receivers have done against Detroit these last couple weeks. Look at Mike Evans last week. Look at Puka the week before. Look at Justin Jefferson, some of the games he had in the final couple weeks of the season. So I think Ayuk over 80 and a half is absolutely the play. And then I like Jamison Williams on the other side for Detroit. Obviously, people will target Amon Ra. They're going to look at Laporta. Josh Reynolds has had a nice postseason. But I think this matchup specifically and the way that you can attack San Francisco, and that's their corners down the field and with speed wide receivers, I mean, this is a Jamison Williams game. So his receiving total is 28.5. His longest reception is at 16.5 yards. Both of those plays I like. Um, side total, really don't have a feeling. But Ayuk and Jameson Williams, guys, that's that's who I'd bet in this matchup. Yeah, I like the Debo Samuel wide receiver. Debo. Yeah. Um, so he's got this shoulder injury. Go back into this because uh, when in football, like quarterbacks, you know, you, you kind of hit the brakes on like, wait, so and so playing, and kind of stay away. You don't see it too often from a positional skill player. Sure, he's a, he's a great player, and that would hurt San Francisco if he weren't out there, but PJ, that would really move the line in your opinion. It would. It would, absolutely, Gene. I think right now, if you like Detroit, you take them at plus seven. I don't think this thing gets the plus seven and a half, even if Debo's ruled in. To me, this line, right now as it stands, guys, is assuming that Debo's going to play. If he's ruled out, there's no question in my mind this line's going to move. Now, whether it moves to six and a half or six, I think is the is the decision. It might move to six, but I, I certainly think it goes to six and a half. So if you like San Francisco and you would bet them with or without Debo, I just wait because I think, uh, you know, you're either going to get a six and a half or seven. If you like Detroit, I would just take them now because I don't think you're going to get a seven and a half um, in this game. But there certainly will be some line movement if Debo doesn't play. 
PJ, uh, I had the pleasure of joining you on, on Sunday afternoon live from the uh, BetMGM Sportsbook there just outside of D.C. And as we were wrapping up our conversation and we were talking about the Bills and the Chiefs, I, I just wanted to know from you, from a guy that's in that region, who would the Ravens rather see in the AFC Championship game, Buffalo or Kansas City? And you didn't really hesitate. You said the Chiefs. You feel the same way? Uh- I do, I do. You know, it's interesting the way that game played out, and obviously with Buffalo, just the injuries, it started to mount up. You know, I think that would have favored Baltimore. But, look, I mean, when you go up against Mahomes, it's it's scary. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Like, the guy's one of the greatest of all time. He might go down as the greatest ever when it's all said and done. But I just feel like for the Ravens to win the Super Bowl, for Lamar to win one, they got to go through the Chiefs and they got to go through um, Mahomes. And, you know, I mean, we saw Brady and the Patriots do this a bunch where you had Brady and the skill weapons weren't great. The offense wasn't great, but they had a dominant defense that they would lean on and they found ways to win these playoff games. So I certainly understand why people think that the matchup against Kansas City is scary. But I also look at that line, guys. And I mean, if you like the Chiefs at plus three last week against Buffalo, you're certainly going to like him at the three and a half against Baltimore. I just think the Ravens are the most complete team in football. I think we're underselling like how good the Ravens are. Guys, they have the MVP on offense. Defensively, they won the triple crown this season. Fewest points per game allowed, most takeaways and most sacks. And then you got the GOAT at kicker with Justin Tucker. So you want to talk all three phases, offense, defense, special teams. I know the Chiefs are good. I know Mahomes is good. But uh, they, they got a tough task against Baltimore, guys. The Ravens, are they got a complete team. I hear you, PJ, and I, I, I want to expand on this debate because, and again, I would love to be there because, wow, what that must be. Not, first time since 1971, Baltimore hosting uh, an AFC championship game. Kansas City's secondary is really good. Chris Jones is really good. And, and for the reasons why I think you picked Kansas City last week, it, I, and one of the reasons I cited it's it's a defending champion that you put this new challenge to these guys and you know the outside world saying no you're on the road you're the underdog you're not going to win in buffalo like the pj they're going to have the same mentality going in to baltimore exactly but on the other side gene that's another reason i like it from the ravens perspective look if they would have gotten buffalo i mean it's the afc championship game like you're one win away from the super bowl there wouldn't have been a letdown it's not like they would have been bummed that they didn't get the chiefs but also just listening to like Roquan Smith and Lamar talk at the podium today and listening to Harbaugh and just the way this team is constructed, the veterans that they have, I really think they wanted Kansas City. Like they, they obviously, you know, I mean, you want the easiest path on paper, but also like Lamar said it today, you know, if you want to be the champion, you got to go through the champion. So I think the Ravens wouldn't want it any other way. I think they wanted the Chiefs. They're looking forward to the opportunity. And, you know, the interesting chess match in this game, guys, is going to be obviously Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes against the Ravens defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald, who I think is the best defensive coordinator in football. What he's been able to do in his two years in Baltimore, and you think about some of the top offenses that the Ravens have gone against this season and how they've been able to dominate them. You know, Mahomes and Andy Reid never seeing him and knowing what kind of game plan and how he's going to attack them, I think it's going to be fascinating. I think the Ravens match up well. They can put Kyle Hamilton on Kelsey. Marlon Humphrey was back at practice today, so they can rotate Brandon Stevens and Humphrey with Rasheed Rice. 
They have a good run defense to stop our guy Pacheco. And then outside of that, I mean, you know, Kansas City doesn't have many weapons. So it's Mahomes. He's as good as it gets. Um, I can't wait to see the matchup. But you guys know me. I'd tell you if I think it was a good spot to bet against the Ravens. I don't think it is on Sunday. I think they're the better team. And I think they're going to prove that. What about some player props for that matchup, PJ? We talked about some that you like in the uh, in the late game. What about that early game? Yeah, guys, favorite player prop in this game. So if people out there are like me and you think Kansas City is going to lose the game, or you certainly at least think it's going to be close, love Patrick Mahomes' uh, passing prop over pass attempts at 36.5. In the six games that Kansas City lost this season, five of those six games, he threw the ball 37 or more times. So those passing attempts over 36 and a half, I really like that. I also like Lamar Jackson rushing attempts over as well. The prop is at 63 and a half for the rushing yards. There's been much noise made about, um, you know, Kansas City's inability to stop the run, especially the quarterback run. You guys saw that last week and how the Bills had success on the ground. So I understand why people are liking Lamar's rushing yards. But I like the attempts. Like, this is the AFC title game. There's no tomorrow. You go, I mean, you put the ball in Lamar's hands. You let him make decisions. And if you got to have him carry the ball 15, 16 times, and so be it. So, over 10 and a half rushing attempts for Lamar. I like that as well. And then, if you want to look at some receiving props that I would target, feels like a Rashad Bateman game, like a possession kind of receiver. You talked about Kansas City secondary in their corners. I think the guys are going to try and take away are Zay Flowers, OBJ, and now with Mark Andrews and Likely back, try and take away the middle of the field with the tight ends. I think that's going to give some opportunities to Bateman. So over 23 and a half yards for Bateman, I uh, I like that as well. PJ Glasser, bringing it here in the sports bar. He is your host on the BeckQL Network. Send it in the name of the show. Uh, PJ, for everybody that maybe wants a little action tonight, I think the NBA is interesting uh, tonight as you have seven games in the league and want to get your thoughts here. <laughs> well, not too often you see a team with a 30-13 and 13 record uh, firing their head coach, Doc Rivers, in Milwaukee. So Milwaukee tonight hosting Cleveland, and you get Golden State playing for the first time since they lost their assistant coach. So uh, are you looking at those matchups? Anything else in the NBA tonight that piques your interest, PJ? Yeah, Gene, the Bucks are my favorite bet of the night at six and a half. Guys, I have a rule. It doesn't matter what sport it is. It can be baseball, football, basketball, hockey, whatever it is. When a team fires a coach, I back them the next the next game. It's just the way it is. So I like Milwaukee minus the six and a half. I think Giannis comes out and he's aggressive. I mean, to your point, Gene, it's puzzling. You got a team that's second place in the East, 30 and 13. Giannis handpicked Adrian Griffin. That's the guy he wanted. And for them to not only fire him, but to go with Doc Rivers, a guy who has a knack like the last decade of coming up short in the postseason, was certainly interesting what, uh, what Milwaukee's doing. But I do like them a lot tonight at six and a half. And uh, I think they get the job done. That's, that's my favorite bet of the night. And uh, I think they cover that six and a half. A couple of um, uh, star players for the Mavericks game time decisions tonight, Luca, Kyrie. Uh, yet w- w- the the Mavericks have given the Suns fits, and the Suns are coming into Dallas hot. Do you like Dallas tonight, or are you are you leaning more towards Phoenix, PJ? Uh, yeah, I, I do like Dallas, Gene. I do, or uh, Danger. Sorry, I like Dallas plus the two and a half. Again, check the injury report um, to see if if those key players are in for Dallas because the line is going to change. Phoenix is they're red hot. They're starting to look 
kind of like the team that maybe we all thought they would because finally they're healthy and they're playing together and they're starting to get some cohesiveness. But uh, to your point, Luca, I mean, especially has really given Phoenix tons of trouble over the years. So I do like them in this spot, you know, for a team that's won six in a row, for the spread to be as short as it is with Phoenix, I think Dallas is the play, so I like a plus two and a half. Yeah, it's a time of year where we start turning our attention to to basketball and, and hockey and, oh gosh, only three football games left here. Uh, PJ, it is uh, always a pleasure to catch up. By the way, I feel like I owe PJ an apology because I accidentally called him last week. It was yeah. a real-life Dr. Rick moment. Like, I pick up the phone and like, wait, this isn't, sounds like PJ. I just called PJ. PJ, I'm sorry. No, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, I'm glad you did. I'm glad I wasn't, uh, you know, in like a meeting or something. I can't remember what I was doing last week or hosting the show, but all good, Gene. It was good to uh, hear your voice. Good to talk to you guys again and catch up. And you know what? I, I While we're apologizing, I should apologize to PJ because apparently my internet is stuck back in the dial-up days. The last two times <laughs> PJ has invited me on his show, whether it's on his show Sunday or he was on filling in on BetMGM tonight, my internet crapped out at home. That was nice. That was nice of me to have the video stream just all of a sudden become unavailable. Thankfully, we, we you know we default to the telephone and, and we were able to continue our conversation. But PJ, I apologize for my technical difficulties. We are. We're a couple of old farts over here that just can't figure it out, Gene. <laughs> no, no problem, guys. No problem. Technology is a beautiful thing, is it? I mean, we know how it goes. When you need it to work, it never does. So uh, glad it worked today, though. And, you know, everything was good on the phone line for us. You're all good, man. PJ, appreciate Thanks, it. PJ. Enjoy championship Sunday. Let's talk next week. You guys, too. Talk to you next week. PJ Glasser is the host of BetQL's Send It In, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. And Insider Calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Breaking news here in the sports bar. All right, we've got some breaking news. Ow! 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 It really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. Surprise move. Surprise coordinator move. Vic Fangio is out in Miami, what's being termed as a mutual herning of ways. It's not surprising. He's heading to Philly, yep. isn't he? Yeah. Yep. Why it's not surprising to me is just like when you see Mike McDaniel and, and the way he carries himself, he's like the antithesis of what Vic Fangio is as a, as a man, as a football coach. You got one guy that's slick and fast talking, clever and funny, and yeah, well, then Fangio, Fangio is a man's man. On the def- he's a defensive coordinator through right. and through. Yeah. Fangio's showing up to work in his sweatpants, and you know he's got you know sauce stains on his on his shirt, and he's a guy, right? He's a dude, and he's going to get that defense. He's going to get tough defense. Nah, that doesn't surprise me. Well, think about where Fangio was this time last year. They brought him in danger on Philadelphia's staff as a consultant. Yeah. As a consultant. Like, can you imagine that? Well, he's not going to be a consultant. He, he's pretty much headed there. And, and what a Eagles, great move yeah. for him. I mean, when you look at the talent that they have, the untapped resources that they have, and they, it's a crime that they left that in the possession of Sean Desai and Matt Patricia. God. What a shame. Philly's defense with Vic Fangio next year will be a force. Yeah, that's kind of where the crack was in Philadelphia. They were, what, 10-1 at one point? You look closely at their defense like, no, this ain't it. Uh, that That's good for Fangio. Is it good for the Buffalo Bills that Fangio is out, or will now Miami get it right no, in this department? I, I think Miami is... I think Miami will be more of what we've kind of expect Miami to be. Well, now that they have to pay their quarterback. 
Oh, that's coming up too. Right. Like they haven't done anything with Tua yet. Right. And and not just pay him. You're going to have to pay, pay him. him. Yeah. He put up some numbers. He stayed healthy. He did everything you asked him to do short of win anything of meaning. Uh, well, he got his team to the postseason, Andrew. Wild card. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. Is that worth $120 million? What, what is that worth? Is that worth $100 million? Is he a $100 million quarterback? Hop inside the mind of an 81-year-old owner and Stephen Ross. Crazy. Yeah. 81-year-old owner and Stephen Ross. Let's take a quick break and come back with I'll drink to that next in the sports bar. Yeah, I got some takes here as, uh, oh, this is a really bad story in hockey today. But the NHL pivoting. Let's talk expansion. Yeah, there's a city that's making, <laughs> yeah, like, okay, like all of a sudden this would be, see, this is why some stories come out for some reasons. Um, I will explain on this. And also, um, our, our buddy Armando Salguero brings up a good point. Something is a little off in this coaching search. Like why two men that have seven championships in the NFL, eight if you want to count one at USC, combined. One interview? Mm. What's what's the reason here? Um, I have, uh, I'm going to unveil the championship Sunday menu at my brother-in-law's house, but I need a verdict because I'm going to try something that might be a little groundbreaking, maybe even controversial with the menu. And um, you, you can, you can help me decide if, if this is a, a strong play, if this sets a tone, or if this is just weak sauce, we shouldn't. We shouldn't even attempt this, but we'll get into that and more. With I'll drink to that, we have some takes on tap next in the sports bar. We also have time for your phone calls. You can join us on the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line. That's 866-4326, 866-4FAN. Good Smoke Barbecue hosting their Valentine's Day sweetheart deal. That's 1130-9, Wednesday, February 14th. It's almost here, the sweetheart deal. Available for dine-in and takeout. Now, takeout minus the champagne. You could treat that special person or persons in your life to a sweetheart of a deal that includes three meats, two sides, two cornbread, that champagne in-house, two cupcakes, just $32.99. Reservations for dine-in, highly suggested. Go to goodsmokebbq.com to reserve online. Regular menu also available, and because it is Valentine's Day on a Wednesday, a wacky wing Wednesday this year, buy one, get one, dine-in wings, also available. That's from our friends at Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub, 866-4FAN. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 